Now, I definitely think we have a responsibility as individually living abroad to take what we learn back to South Africa and give back because um, that might be the only opportunity some people in South Africa gets to people being abroad. So I feel responsible and that's what I want to do one day is what I learn to take it back home and share with players and share with people. The University of the Free State presents a series of conversations with outstanding alumni from this great institution. Voices from the Free State. Carla Pretorius. I'm a professional netball player playing for the Patias and currently playing in the Australian League for Sancho Coast Lightning. I was born in East London. When I was about two years old, we moved up to Gauteng um, to Pretoria. So that's where I went to primary school and um, high school. Our family was four members, so it was me and my youngest sister who also studied at the University of the Free State. Um, she's four years younger than me. Just grew up in a very supportive and loving house, and our parents were really very supportive and gave us a lot of opportunities in a lot of areas um, for us to grow as people. But yeah, they were just always very supportive in um, what we were doing and um, that's one thing we really appreciate from them is the opportunities they gave us and just the example they set for us as myself and my system. One of the biggest examples they set for us is just in their way of living. So we were always, we always grew up knowing that actions speak louder than words. Um, and it's not necessarily what you say, but it's what you do. And they were that example for us. So even for example, when there was a disappointment with not making safe into provincial Nepal teams, um, my dad would always say, well, you just have to go back and work harder. And um, that's one of the biggest things I got from him is that there's no replacement for hard work. You just have to go back and work harder. And that's exactly what he did in his profession and his job. Um, he worked very long hours, he worked very hard and he made a success of stuff. And that was the example they set um, and it was a living proof and that's what I can take from there. My dad worked as a accountant at the Reserve Bank, so he worked for years there. But then we also, um, along the line, mum, we had a restaurant they worked very long hours there and dad had to do both jobs. So he had to work at his normal day, um, five, um, eight to five job. And then after hours, go to the restaurant to run that. So that was kind of the two jobs they kept themselves busy with. 
from a very young age, mom and dad encouraged us to do a lot of different sports. So we did from athletics, tennis, I played softball, I did golf, I played netball. So um, they encouraged us to do as many sports as possible. And I always enjoyed participating in different sports because I feel like looking back, you learn so many different things in different sport and um, now, like playing netball, I definitely use a skill I've learned during, say, for instance, softball and athletics, still using it in my sport of netball. Um, but yeah, so netball was kind of always the favorite for me, but I feel like I did quite well in other sports. Um, I went, I got provincial colors in athletics. I played some good golf. I played softball and I feel like I was at a good standard playing all those other sports. Um, it's probably the skills you learn from the different sports. You can definitely use it in different sports. Um, but yeah, definitely did a lot of different sports as I grow up. I think netball was always my favorite because of the team aspect. So um, playing with your friends and um, working as a team. So I feel like that was something I always enjoyed. I did enjoy the individual sports, but I feel like I was seemed to be more anxious or more stressed during those individual sports. But in a, in a team sport, you can be supported by your friend next to you or you play as a group but for me the biggest thing is just playing with my friends um, and doing the sport that I love was something I really always enjoyed and still enjoy today as well. From a very young age um, it was very important for our parents and um, then as we grow older for ourselves to really be make sure we do well academics well so that was I would always say that was kind of first priority in our house to make sure you get your homework done to make sure you do well um, and you could you get good results so that was kind of always the main um, or the most important thing and then sport would come along so um, but yeah having that balance I feel like really helped both sides so having the sport help with the academics but also doing well in academics um, really helped the sport as well so it went both ways um, but yeah from a young age um, even being in primary school high school and um, doing well and getting good um, results was important for mom and dad and for myself as an individual as well. In Pretoria I went to um, which is in Centurion and just up the road um, where I went to do my high school years um, and those two schools and the opportunities I got within those different structures or different systems um, really helped me to excel as a person um, and as a sportwoman and there's a lot of teachers and coaches who played a massive role and who I'm very grateful for the impact they had on my life. I can call them by name and I can still vividly remember, for instance, when I was still in primary, one of my teachers, Yifra Hanli, she always told me one day, Kola, you're going to play for the for the Pratia team. And the day I played my first game for the Pratias, um, she sent me flowers and congratulated me. 
Um, but then also from a young age, um, some of the teachers always proclaiming over my life that one day you're going to play big netball and you're going to play on the world stage. And they told me that from a young age and I slowly but surely like thinking back, probably started believing them and it was something I was working towards. So teachers and coaches definitely have a, had a massive impact on my life. The resources and opportunities we received growing up, um, especially being part of Large Green of Spark and Wurschkul Swartkop gave me a lot of opportunities to to grow as a person and as a sportswoman um, or as a netballer. Um, we had great facilities there, but also the level of coaching we received there was of a high standard. The thing that really stands out was how committed Safe Vincent was a teacher who was volunteering to coach, but just that commitment and they um, they making themselves available and um, giving their time up to coach kids um, and us especially. So that's one thing that I feel like was of great value growing up is just having coaches that was of a high level and them giving us opportunities, giving their time by taking us to um, like holiday camps to um, to be coached by professionals um, and then for them continuing their learning and coaching us as, 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 as young kids. When I had to decide where I'm going to go to next after high school, it was um, Kofsis or was never one of my options at the early stages of my matric year. I was always going to go to the University of Pretoria um, to study there. But as the year go went on and um, a big influence was probably the netball happening at Kofsi. So when I was playing in a provincial tournament or a national um, under 18 um, South African tournament, um, Berta de Kok, who is the head coach at Kofsi's, um, approached me and asked me whether I want to come to the University of the Free State. So. Um, we were very familiar with Bloemfontein, so I always knew of the University of the Free State, but as I said earlier, it was never really an option, um, as I thought like closer to home is probably the best. But then when Berta approached me and um, like kind of made me curious to know about what the University of the Free State is all about, um, yeah, I really got more interested in going to the University of the Free State but I would say it was probably the netball program that really um, was a big sustrak um, place there for me. Going to the University of the Free State I wasn't really aware of what exactly happened there in terms of the netball, but not really anywhere in at any university um, in South Africa. So I was kind of just wanted to play netball, and Berta said, come over to Kofsi's and you can play for us. Um, and just probably her uh, belief in me and my ability was enough motivation for me to go to the University of the Free State. But then 
as I arrived, and that was my first taste of a high-performance environment, um, which I feel like was so valuable and important for my development as a, as a player. Yeah, so my first taste of high-performance environment, which really take, took my game to that next level. Does anybody have clarity when they go to, go to university? I, don't, I feel like there's a big um, percentage of people that don't really know what they want to do um, after high school. Um, so that was the same for me. I wasn't really sure. I knew I wanted to do something in, um, like in health, but nothing to do with blood. So I was moving more into like that allied health area. So my first year going to the University of Free State, I did, um, that was advice from my dad. He said, go and do something for a year that is of interest, um, but then you can decide after that what you want to do um, going forward. So my first year I went into um, BA um, Human Movement Science. And then um, going to university, really um, getting more info on or a better understanding of the different courses and what you can study, um, I then decided to do um, um, dietetics. So I did that from my second year um, um, being at Coffsy. So first year kind of just went in, played netball and really um just kind of settle into that um, university environment and then decided what I want to do. So I always had an idea, but never clearly knew from the first moment what exactly that was. But as the time went on, it helped me to make my decision. And then I studied um, dietetics. Studying um, dietetics, it's a full-time course and it was really hard to juggle that and the netball and then also being in residence home, so like the student life. So in terms of that, um, still being a big fan of making sure you are balanced all over. So I made sure like I'm spending enough time at being a good student, um, enough time with my academics, but then also making sure I train hard um, and do well in the netball. But I feel like, as I said earlier, like the one just feels the other. So making sure you're happy in the residence home, happy having a good student life, but then also making sure you put in the hours, working hard to get to get good results with your academics. Um, so all of that feels each other. And I feel like being balanced all over really helped me to, um, to be successful. But yeah, it was... Um, going to university, studying, you pay a lot of money for that and you want to make sure you you pass and you do well um, so that you're equipped when you're done to go into that profession. I definitely think we got sufficient support from the university, but it, it all comes down to the athlete as well. So it's making sure that I do everything possibly and do my part in my academics and then being able, for example, to ask for, say, for instance, I had to miss a test due to um, a tournament that I had to go to or to travel abroad to compete internationally. The faculty was very supportive in um, finding a way to make it happen for me. But then also, say, for instance, I missed a test, 
so that we can have a catch-up test as I come back. But then it also comes back to that athlete knowing that you've done the preparation, you do all the extra work you have to do, you attend classes when you can, but it's doing your part as well. And that's the same with when you go competing. Um, It's doing your part, training hard, and then you have something to give to them. So um, I definitely feel like we got great support from the university Um, But it's because I feel like I did my part in terms of um, putting in the extra hours, um, making sure I'm honest with uh, my lecturers and explaining to them good communication with them in terms of what's going to happen during that year, like say for instance the netball schedule and we're on top of everything um, from the very start. So it's having that relationship with them um, and making sure you um, do your part as an athlete. The most important advice I can give is to make sure you're balanced. So it's not just giving all, putting all your energy into the sports, but making sure you spend enough time uh, preparing for your sport, but also doing your academics. The one beauty of the varsity sport is that you have to achieve a certain amount of credits or you have to do academically well in order to compete in those competitions. So that's one of the great thing about this competition or the varsity sport is that you it's not just about the sport but you need to do well in your academics and achieve a certain amount of credits every year in order to compete in those um, um, championships or tournaments. So um, that's a great way of motivating um, athletes to really um, make sure they do well in academics as well. But yeah, I feel like it's the two will complement each other. So where if you're gonna work hard in your academics, it's gonna reflect on your performance um, on court or um, in the specific sport, but other way around as well. So it's just making sure you balance. There's so many good memories from student life and being part of a residence home. So I went to um, Ice Emily Hobhaus. That's where I spent my four years, uh, my first four years being a student. Um, and I really enjoyed every moment um, being part of that residence home and campus life. I made lifetime friends and it's a sisterhood you can't explain to anybody else. But yeah, the one special thing is that when you're done with your day, you can get home or you can get to your room or the residence home and there will always be somebody you can talk to, somebody you can just um, hang out with. So I really felt supported by being part of the residence home and it just gave me, again, something, a different environment other than the academics and um, the netball. So different people, um people with different backgrounds and just, yeah, um, having great friends. So I'm currently playing um, in the Australian Netball League. Um, they call it Suncorp Super League. So it's one of the eight teams um, that form part of the Suncorp Super Netball. So this would be playing for Sunshine Coast Lightning. So just to give a bit of background, um, for a South African player, in order for us to play, actually anybody in the world, if you want to play netball professionally, you have to go either to England, to Australia or New Zealand to play professionally. And um, 
hence why I'm currently playing here because this is where I got an opportunity to play the sport that I love professionally. Um, so this is where I'm currently at. Um, in between being a professional athlete, I'm also a community worker. I'm I'm a coach. Um, and I'm currently just doing a postgraduate certificate in health promotion, which is in line with public health. Um, so, yeah, working in the community and with people is one of my other passions. After finishing my studies um, and becoming a dietitian, I did my comsev here in Brimfontein as well. Um, during that year, I got the opportunity to go and play for Team Bath in the English League, which is called Vitality Super League. Um, so that was my first opportunity to go abroad and play netball kind of semi-professionally. During 2016, I got an opportunity to come and be part of Sancho Coast Lightning and being part of the Australian League. Um, so my first season in Australia was back in 2017 um, and I've been here ever since as I said playing in my fifth season now um, playing abroad so I've been lucky enough to um, get the opportunity to play um, internationally and play professionally and we know that not all the South African netball players get the opportunity to go and do the sport that we love um, kind of full-time and professionally. So I'm only one of a few individuals or South Africans that received that opportunity. So we're very grateful for that. Comparing the standard abroad versus um, our standard in South Africa, there's a bit of a gap between our netball in South Africa compared to the Australian League, but then taking consideration that it is played professionally in Australia, where in South Africa it's not. So, for instance, when I finished my studies and I was out of the university structure and I worked full-time, I had to juggle training um, before I go to work. So I had to get up at four, train in the morning, go to work, um, be done by four, get back to my core training five to seven or five to eight, training twice a day um, outside my working hours and you're not getting paid for it. So that's kind of the struggle there is in South Africa currently is that it's not professionally and it's not playing played full-time. So you have to work full-time in order to pay your daily bills and or your monthly bills. Um, where as you go, when you go abroad, that's what you do as a work. That's your work is to play netball and to train netball. And I mean, how great is it just to do the sport that you love full time? So that's kind of the difference between the two countries. Um, in Australia, there's that fund where in South Africa, there isn't. So which then makes a big difference in the standard of netball as well as money would obviously attract the best players in the world and that is what's happening over here in Australia the best players plays in this league and so you play with the best and you train with the best so you get really good quality netball the experience we gain abroad is definitely helping netball in South Africa especially our national team so back in 2019 um, it was Nepal World Cup and that was the first year um, we as a 
national team. So the Pratias, the first time in many years, we got to break into the top four. So we did very well um, during that World Cup. And the, the biggest reason for that was that 80% of the 12 players played their netball abroad. So we gained a lot of valuable experience and we were able to compete against the top countries in the world just because we play and train with them during a season. Where, and I feel like that makes a big difference. On the other side, um, so we currently four players from South Africa playing in the Australian League. So it do attract a lot of people from back home in South Africa watching what's happening here um, and learning from what um, is happening in this league. So in terms of or those two um, aspects, it, different, it definitely makes a difference to the netball in our country, the netball in South Africa. So if there were three things I can take, or three elements I can take from the UK, um, the New Zealand and the Australian League to South Africa, I would firstly say um, the professional aspect of it. So paying players to allow and giving them the opportunity to do it full time. The second thing is that high performance environment, um, a better opportunity in terms of that having good facilities. Um, we have good facilities in South Africa, but I feel like we need more. So the more of that. Um, and then probably um, just a duration. So we currently in South Africa, our league would probably only be like six weeks, where over here we play 18 to 20 weeks. So I would say the, uh, the amount of weeks or the duration of the competition to be longer. So if I quickly can think of three things. That would be it. And I definitely think we have a responsibility as individually living abroad to take what we learn back to South Africa and give back because um, that might be the only opportunity some people in South Africa get to people being abroad. So I feel responsible and that's what I want to do one day is what I learn to take it back home and share with players and share with people. And that's kind of every time we go Every time I go back for a few months, that's kind of my mission, making sure I'm having a few coaching courses or sharing information with people um, through um, clinics and all of that. Um, so I definitely feel like we have the responsibility to um, give back what we've learned. And that's a great honor being able to do that. The biggest challenge being abroad is probably being away from friends and family. Um, that's really been one of the biggest sacrifices I had to make was leaving people behind. Um, so I had to leave my husband behind. He then had the opportunity to come with for a few years, and but now currently he's still back in South Africa. I'm here, so that's probably the biggest challenge. And then um, or some of the biggest sacrifices you have to make. And I always say when you're a bit younger, that is easier to make. But as you grow older, it becomes more difficult to make them. That I would say is is the sacrifices is definitely the hardest. But then luckily through our sport, like knowing and resilience and being adaptable um, is something you apply to your everyday life as well. And you definitely need that to make it easier for you to yeah live your daily life and do what you love. Because if it's something worth doing, it's definitely gonna it's not always gonna be easy and it's definitely gonna require sacrifices
So I won't necessarily say I've experienced failure, but I've always perceived or saw anything that happened to me as an opportunity to be better. So whether it was an injury or just losing important game or not being consistent or on standard um, or your performance of being on standard, it's, it's a matter of how you react to that and what you do then to be better. People often ask me, like, what was a big disappointment or something that put you on the back foot? But honestly, I can't pinpoint anything specific except for, like, the sacrifices you have to make, but then, or the injuries. um, But in terms of that, it's just how you react to it. And I always see it as an opportunity and as a challenge to, um, to react and be better. The things that comes with pursuing your dream comes to back to that sacrifices you have to make. So you're always going to give up something to have something specific. But then also one thing I had to kind of leave behind is then, so I studied dietetics and I'm a dietitian, but then I'm having to give up a lot of working experience in terms of that in order to do what I now do. Um, but that's just one of the things you kind of have to do. And it's then finding other ways, which I've done over the years to keep in touch with that. And whether it was like doing my master's, um, making sure I continue with online training, um, volunteering for, um, for a bit of work experience, but then it's finding ways to trying to keep that knowledge up or keeping in touch with that. But that was that's kind of also one of the things in order for me to pursue this dream and um, to pursue being a professional athlete, it required me to leave my other profession, which is being a dietitian, behind. So I feel like as a player, you always want to make sure that you're better than the year before or making sure you're consistent in terms of your performance. But for me, um, if there's another goal I or something I wish for the team is to make sure that we are competitive um, for the 2023 World Cup, um, which is in Cape Town. I can vividly remember my first cup. It was back in 2011 in Australia, Perth. So my first cap was against Malawi. Um, so yeah, very special and very proud moment to firstly be part of the Pretia team, but then getting my first cap. So. Um, that was a great experience and that was kind of um, where everything started for me, where I was like, I really enjoy this and I want to be competitive on the international stage. So it kind of that just feel that desire to be competitive and um, being a force to reckon with. Obviously, being part of that team since 2011 and always, I think I'm on 96 caps. So I'm close to the 100, so um, so my aim would be to reach 100 caps within the next few years. Um, but then it would be great being part of the Patia team competing at the, the World Cup, which is in 2023 in Cape Town. So it's in our country, um, which I would love to be a part of, um, playing in front of our own crowd on our own soil. Um, that would just be wonderful and then if we can be competitive as a team and finish on the podium that would be just the cherry on top so that's 
if I have a few aims or wishes for our team, that would be it. Um, I think firstly, being part of this league, so playing in this league, so I'm training with the best. I'm training against the best, so it automatically brings up the best in in me, um, which I really value and um, appreciate. And it's just the environment I find myself in, which is very supportive and allow me to accelerate as a person and as a player. Um, but it just comes back into you individually. It's it's doing the hard work um, and it's controlling everything you can by um, giving you 100% at trainings, um, getting that gains in the gym, putting up good performance during core trainings. It's doing everything you can, the things you can control, and it's then stepping out of court and just having faith in the preparation you've done because what happened then on court is completely out of your control. So that's kind of my approach. And my aim every year is just to be better than the year before. Um, and by doing that, it's controlling what I can, and that's my training and how I train and how I'm – mentally invested in that um, and just to be consistent throughout the whole season. So it's making sure um, you you just do the hard works and, as I said, control what you can. And whatever happens next, I feel like was meant to happen. My biggest success to date, it's, it's very hard because I don't necessarily measure success on awards or anything like that, but a very proud moment was during 2019 World Cup, when I received player of the tournament, that was a very proud moment. And not just like being proud of myself, but knowing that on that world stage, I'm not just representing myself, but I'm representing so many South Africans and my story. And the proudest moment was I'm a South African and I'm representing South Africa. And so it's just showing the world what we are capable of as South Africans. So that was a very proud moment. Um, but yeah, success to me, as I said, is not necessarily a award, but it's that feeling of um, feeling content, um, being happy. When I'm doing this, what I'm currently doing, playing sport, and I walk onto that court, it's just that moment of, everything I dreamed of and um, I'm just happy and feeling content and I know that is my definition of success. So it's feeling satisfied um, with where you're currently at. There were so many great people that had an impact on my life um, during my journey at the University of the Free State but one thing that really stands out is that whole community feel and the community um, so it's funny all the main uh, um, that lives in Bloemfontein and in the free state, um, which is something that I really value. And it's probably the reason why we want to go back to Bloemfontein because of that community feel and you feel supported and people know what's going on and they're involved. So that's one thing I really appreciate from the University of the Free State, but also the people from Bloemfontein and the free state. I definitely feel like it's important for alumni to give back to um, the university and institutions. They played a very important role in developing you as a person and in your profession. And if you think some people will think um, it's only through um, a 
financial contribution, but there's a lot of other ways um, where how you can get involved. One of the important things would be mentorship. It's platforms like this where you can share your story um, and then also connect with people um, in similar situations and you can serve as a mentor to them. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like it's important as alumni to still be involved and help and assist any way they can. So if there's anything I can share um, or something that was really at value for me um, and that I feel like can be a valuable lesson and valuable for other people would probably be that there's no, no replacement for hard work. So even talent, um, you can have all the talent in the world or you can have none, but if you work hard, it's going to ultimately determine how successful you are. Any dream or anything you want to achieve is going to require sacrifices. So, and that's never an easy thing to do, but everything, anything that's worth it um, is not going to be easy in terms of sacrifices that you have to make and the hard work um, that you have to put in. Voices from the Free State is produced and directed by Francois Van Skulflik and Keenan Carlzer. Post-production is provided by the UFS Alumni Office and production support by Adrian Hall. This podcast is produced for the UFS International Alumni Programme. For further information regarding this series or to propose other alumni guests, please email us at alumnipodcasts at ufs.ac.za. Any views and opinions expressed in this recording are those of the individual guests and should not be attributed to the University of the Free State. Music